Hello and welcome to Asia Bridge, the podcast where we present the best of Asia society programs in 15 minutes or less. I'm Atsuki Avenza. The always tense relationship between the United States and Iran has worsened in recent weeks. On April 8th, President Trump designated Iran's Revolutionary Guard a terrorist organization, prompting Iran to retaliate by applying the same designation to the U.S. military's Central Command. And last week, the Trump administration announced that it would no longer exempt Iran's oil buyers from sanctions enforcement. Last Wednesday, Mohammad Javad Zarif, the U.S.-educated foreign minister of Iran, appeared in conversation with Asia Society President and CEO Josette Shirin. He said that in spite of the Trump administration's moves, Iran would continue to sell its oil to foreign buyers. We believe that Iran will continue to sell its oil. We will continue to find buyers for our oil. And we will continue to use the Strait of Hormuz as a safe transit passage for the sale of our oil. That is our intention, and that is what we believe will happen. But if the United States takes the crazy measure of trying to prevent us from doing that, then it should be prepared for the consequences. Zarif said that Iran was unfairly maligned for its role in the Middle East, the product of an obsession with the country driven by what he called the B-team. U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton, Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Saudi Arabia Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, and United Arab Emirates Crown Prince Mohammed bin Zayed. Zarif revealed that in 2015, Iran, the United States, and Saudi Arabia forged a ceasefire in Yemen, a country where thousands have died in an ongoing conflict between the government and Houthi rebels, but that Saudi Arabia reneged on the deal at the last minute. I haven't said this publicly, but uh, this is the first time I'm saying it publicly. Secretary Kerry and I spent two days during the most difficult days and, and the most time-limited days of our negotiations in 2014, when we, were meet, when we had to meet an April 1st deadline of Congress before they imposed heavier permanent sanctions. We spent two very precious days negotiating how to end the Yemen war. Although I did not negotiate with Secretary of State on any regional issue, but this was something that I believed was going to be a humanitarian catastrophe. So we agreed. I went back to Iran after we finished those negotiations, and I was about to board a plane to Indonesia when John Kerry called me and said, we have an OK from Saudi Arabia to have a ceasefire. I called my deputy because I was boarding the plane. And I told him, if John Kerry calls you, go ahead, tell the Yemenis who had promised us that they would observe to stop the war. Boarded the plane. Eight hours later, I was in Jakarta. Called my deputy, said Secretary Kerry didn't call. Called John Kerry. He said, unfortunately, Saudis reneged. Fine. This is April 2014. Just when the war started in Yemen. Uh, April 2015. Sorry. Now Yemen is into its fourth year. What did they say? They said, we'll beat these guys within three, four weeks. So 
Now it's three years and some, and the war is continuing. But my point is, the following day, President Obama had a press conference. He accused Iran of waging war in Yemen. So yesterday, your allies reneged. Why are you accusing Iran? We wanted peace. At that time, it wasn't the B team. <laughs> so I'm not obsessed with the B team. The B team is operating today. It's an obsession on the part of the United States to contain Iran, to take action against Iran. It doesn't work. In recent years, Iran has received widespread condemnation for detaining foreign nationals, such as the Washington Post journalist Jason Rezaian, who was in attendance at Zarif's talk, and Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe, a British Iranian held since 2016. Zarif said that several Iranians are imprisoned in Western countries and that he offered to negotiate a prisoner exchange with the United States. But the U.S. has so far ignored him. We have an Iranian lady in Australia who gave birth to a child in prison, not even on bail, inside prison, on an extradition request by the United States because she was responsible as a translator in a, whatever, uh, in a purchase operation, purchase of some transmission equipment for Iranian broadcasting company. That is, that's her charge. She's been lingering in an, in an Australian jail for the past three years. Now, we hear about Nazanin Zaghari and her child, and I feel sorry for them, and I have done my best to help, but nobody talks about this lady in Australia who's, who gave birth to a child in prison, whose child is growing up outside prison with his mother, with, uh, mother in prison. So what can I do as a foreign minister? And I put this offer on the table publicly now. Exchange them. All these people that are in prison on, inside the United States, on extradition requests from the United States, we believe their charges are phony. The United States believe the charges against these people in Iran are phony. Why? Let's not discuss that. Let's have an exchange. I'm ready to do it. And I have authority to do it. We've informed the government of the United States six months ago that we are ready. Not a response yet. If they tell you anything else, they're lying. Zarif said that Iran would not easily give in to the wishes of the United States or President Trump. Uh, he thinks through further pressure on Iran, the so-called maximum pressure policy, he can bring us to our knees. His uh, mistake. We have 7,000 years of history. We've had battles. We've had losses. We've had victories. Usually we haven't come to our knees. And this won't be a an aberration of that. We don't look at history in terms of two, four, and six-year terms as usually uh, people do, whether they're members of Congress or in the administration or in the Senate. Uh, we look at history in millennia uh, and our 
Dignity is not up for sale. Thank you for listening to Asia Abridged. If you want to hear more, you can check out our show page at asiasociety.org slash podcast. And you can also subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Asia Society. Until next time, this is Matt Skiavenza.